Well, welcome to the latest installment of Men of the City podcast. My name is Chris Taylor. I'm a pastor here at the City Church. I'm Dennis Connolly. I'm Trey Smith. I'm Andrew Rubinson. We nailed it. things that I am um, absolutely wonderfully terrible at is doing way too much. Um, I, um, I'm one of those people who whenever any sort of, like a, if there's a volunteer position, I'm like, okay, I'll take that. If there's, um, if there's something else that I can do, I generally, if I have any void in life, I feel like I should somehow fill it. And if I can't fill it, then I am not exactly you know, living up to the Herculean efforts that uh, I like to give. So, um, yeah, one of the, I found myself uh, a couple of years ago in a situation where um, I was kind of looking at my life. At the time, I was a uh, full-time teacher um, doing my master's degree full-time, working part-time as a valet uh, just to make, uh, for us to be able to to float financially because my wife was at home. also uh, directing uh, Porterbrook part-time uh, with the baby on the way, uh, doing elder candidacy, uh, and, and, and then kind of realizing and, and questioning on why it seemed like um, things weren't going so well for me uh, during that time. Um, and so, I mean, in short, like what ended up happening throughout all of that is this um, a sequence of, of events where God just dismantled those things in my life uh, and took those things apart and... Uh, and really helped me to to realize that I was putting way too much of my identity into what I was doing. Uh, I mean, my I, I wasn't present at all uh, at home, uh, and so uh, there's just been just these these particular just chunks and seasons in my life where God has taken me from that, where He's taken apart. You know, He took those things apart and and helped me to realize that um, I was doing too much, and then. As time progressed, uh, you know, and and I still would have to do things like work outside the home, um, convict me of the need to be home, you know, and that actually be present where I was at. Uh, and so it's just just been a, a long progression of uh, of things in my life where God has has um, just shown me how much I will will fill up time, how much I will try to fill myself and find my identity in other things other than the good things that He's given me. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things that we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, uh, in this episode, you know, in particular is just uh, striking the right balance between uh, being men who are called to work, uh, but also uh, men who are, uh, you know, called also to balance that with the rest of life and family and all of the other things that, you know, God can be glorified in our lives with. And I feel like it's just like you were saying, Trey, I mean, it's something we're you know, um, it's almost ingrained in our culture that we have to be busy, especially as men, to the point where when people ask you, hey, you know, how are you doing? It's just like, oh, man, I'm so busy. Like, I'm so busy. And we try to list out all the things. It's almost like... It's our badge it, of honor. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's uh, you have this uh, daily conversation with people and it's like, uh, well, I'm very busy. I'm very important, you know, and like that's what we're trying to tell people all day. But I'm not totally sure that that's what uh, works in God's economy. Um, what about the rest of you guys? Uh, any uh, particular times in life that you feel like uh, you can point back to where uh, maybe things uh, weren't balanced correctly and maybe uh, things that you learned during that time? So there's a... Uh... 
a time when I started my uh, physical therapy practice and we had uh, young children and putting uh, many hours, six days a week. Um, and uh, as that went on, because um, that was my what was my contract with the hospital at the time. And then as it, that grew to having more employees and other things, I felt like I needed to be there all the time. And, and so I uh, wasn't seeing my kids as they got out of bed, wasn't seeing them go to bed often. And, and uh, my wife really called me out on the fact that uh, I was putting way too much time on work and not much time in family. And that was a time when I realized that uh, there needed to be a better balance. Um, so uh, it was, uh, it was uh, one of those things where you make uh, priority decisions. And, and uh, I was making the wrong priority at the time and realized that. And then thank uh, the Lord, I had someone uh, strong enough to say, uh, you, need to, you need to change these things up a little bit without ruining the job, without ruining the work, without ruining the contract or whatever. Um, but you need to get a little balance here. So that was a, 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 a eye-opening uh, remarks for me. Yeah, this is a, a conversation I feel like Whitley and I are regularly having, uh, knowing, uh, knowing when to do what and finding ourselves overextended in one way or another and wanting to then take a giant, you know, giant leap backwards and then realizing, well, you can't really do that, uh, you know. So, so uh, we, we haven't uh, kind of struck that right balance and it is something we're still working through to know um, how much of our time should we, um, should we decide, should we plan on being at home uh, now with uh, a baby and how much should we, try to incorporate our church community in that? How much should we try to get our neighbors in that? Uh, because we've tried to mix those and sometimes it goes well and sometimes it doesn't. Um, how much time do we need to reserve for just ourselves, you know, and our, our own uh, time spent uh, in the word, time spent doing things that rejuvenate us? And uh, it, it is a, it's a really tough question and we're still working through it. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I mean, part of this question that doesn't get talked about very often is just uh, in, in terms of capacity, uh, too. I mean, everybody, and not even just everybody, but I would even kind of throw out there, even every couple has like, you know, a certain capacity, and sometimes that ebbs and flows in different seasons. And so I think back to, you know, a great man like Jonathan Edwards, who had, you know, 11 children and, you know, was in his study from, you know, pre-dawn until, you know, after, you know, dinner, many, many nights, I mean, writing, uh, you know, treatises and, you know, all these sorts of things that we, you know, think of. relate to all of those. Yeah, exactly. But that are really profound now. And, you know, we read through and we just think, you know, what an excellent mind and and everything. And, you know, you look back through, I mean, I mean, his own personal testimony, but also things written about his family and his wife and kids and how they you know, uh, went on and, you know, really productive. And you take a look at that family, they obviously had a very large and very specific honed in capacity. It was almost Mm -hmm. like God gave an extra measure, you know, of, you know, capacity for, you know, this man. Whereas, you know, uh, for, for many of us, I think most people don't have a capacity, don't have a marriage like that. It's very obvious that for, you know, Jonathan Edwards, he had a wife that, you know, 
didn't necessarily, you know, have that same love language of quality time, you know, if he was spending a lot of it in, you know, in a study. Whereas I think for many men that I see, you know, uh, our wives really value our time. If we were to be locked away in some, you know, office writing or some, you know, office at, uh, you know, Princeton uh, overseeing, you know, the, uh, uh, the university there and everything with the majority of our times, they wouldn't necessarily be, uh, be okay with that. And so I think that for us, I mean, it's, it's an important thing to recognize uh, and just, uh, you know, uh, be realistic and talk about our capacities and have those, you know, conversations. I love what you said, Andrew, just about having that as a regular fixture in your conversations and everything. So I guess I'd, I'd love to hear from you guys, like, what are some of those ways that you felt like you've explored, like, uh, you know, I mean, uh, capacity, whether it's your personal capacity or learning what the capacity is in your, uh, in your marriage. Any thoughts? For, well, for, us like in in kind of the different seasons that we've walked through with this um one i mean it's it's like the first step is you know is is like addressing the issue you know actually you know stating that there's a problem uh i mean always the uh, best conversation it's not yeah it's not and i mean in in the really the first time that that happened for me it was it was really painful like i mean i had kind of everything that i had put my identity in was like was systematically chipped away at so this wasn't Mm. like a voluntary thing that i'm walking into where i'm like all right this is great i've realized this i repent you know and and uh and now everything's great um i i found out just in a in a really bad way that i had gone way beyond my capacity um i was not um i wasn't really um it wasn't just a matter of of my the time that i was you know sharing with my work you know and family it was that I I was just I was spread so thin I wasn't even really alive, um, and so I went through just a, a long season and a season that included depression uh, and season that was that was tough, um, where um, I got to for just a while I I just got to be me um, and kind of figure out who my identity you know my identity in Christ. Um, and so now, and of course, that didn't ultimately in itself solve the problem. Um, I'm st- I still struggle with that capacity. Fortunately, I, I have uh, such a, a wonderful wife who will let me know, like, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> like, like, you know, kind of looking at my, you know, plate load. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to add this. Are you sure about that? You're right. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, I, I don't need to do that uh, because I'm, I'm real good at stacking things back up. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... It, um, I, I, one of the things I'm really thankful for with it is that I, I now have at least for at this juncture in life, I will probably forget tomorrow, but at this juncture in life, I can, um, I have an awareness that of a weakness in that area uh, to fill up my schedule or to be at home, but wanting to check work emails or, you know, or, um, instead not be present where it got to a point where, um, having to still work nights as a valet, um, on top of being a teacher that, um, when we had to make that decision from a financial standpoint, Shannon asked me a really great question. She was just like, okay, we can do this. We can go back to you working nights and doing this, but when you are home, will you be here? And it was like, okay. 
Um, that was, and so I worked really hard. I would, st- there would be times I would get home from work. And if it was a night that I was going to be home, I would have to stop at the door, like take a deep breath and make sure that when I walked through the door, that I was ready to be dad, that I was ready to be husband, you know, that I was ready to, you know, to, to be fully there. Um, and by God's grace, I think that I'm there, you know, when I'm, when I'm home, I mean, there's definitely days that it's a longer pause at the door. Um, but mm. Uh, that's, I, I'm I'm thankful to be aware of that struggle, because it it helps. Yeah, that's that's it. a good one. I remember like the first job that I had when Sawyer and I got married was extremely stressful. It was sales, mm-hmm. and so, you know, you're only good as like the last you know number that you had that last month. And some months it was great, and you felt on top of the world. Sometimes not. But every you know evening, I'd be riding back in the car, 35 minutes to 45 minutes in traffic, listening to political talk radio and realizing that by the time that I got home, I was not ready to be husband (laughs) by the time that I got home because I was just Mm. completely agitated. So I started listening to classical music just to calm down so that I could like enter in through the door and like not be, you know, just frustrated with the world at that time. Yeah. I I just, you guys keep on mentioning uh, different seasons in life. And I, and I think that's, so important because uh, whether you have kids or no kids or early marriage or late marriage, it doesn't matter. There's seasons in life that uh, um, that are bound to come up, and, and you know we're mandated to to do so many things in Scripture to take care of our wives, to take care of our family, to work, um, support our family, and and so many of those things overlap. And um, you're going to be out of balance for a season and. And, and hopefully between friends, wives, whatever, um, you know, that they can tell you that, you know, you're, you're out of balance. And, um, you know, there's, what we're talking about tonight is, is just that, where you realize that um, there's going to be seasons and, and, and you have to be busier at times. And, but there's going to be, uh, there, there has to be a check uh, check and balance system on on that, and so I would say you know we need to surround ourselves with friends, um, accountability partners, uh, city group partners, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. to call us out on that. And if they see something that's going to be a little bit different, um, should be a little or, bit or different. Brave enough lives. to ask our wives. Or yeah, so well, you know, some of us don't have to be brave enough. They'll tell us. There but, you go. Yeah. Um, and that's good. And we need to be able to accept that. We need to be humble enough mm-hmm. to say you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not leading well. I'm not doing this well. Mm-hmm. And things are out of balance. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully they're patient enough for seasons, but the seasons can go longer than they should be. And we need to be, we need to be aware of that. Yeah, Whitley and I have spent time asking, uh, I guess during various stages in our marriage, kind of what, what hats are we wearing right then? And so uh, for me, it's been, uh, you know, consistently, um, I've got the, the hat of, of, of Christian and husband, now father and pastor and employee. And so it's kind of, I know what is going to require my time. And while there are many uh, other things that I would probably be happy to give my time to, uh, I've been told in the past, you can really do for the most part about three things well. And in that list, I've already got more than three. And so I'm, you know, not looking to add anything. Uh, so for, for Whitley right now, you know, she's 
uh, you know, just kind of, um, you know, we're, we're both learning to be parents and she's staying at home now. She's not teaching anymore. And that's a huge transition for her. And we've got a, a, a difficult uh, baby at times who doesn't want to sleep. And you know, so, so one of the things I've communicated to her is the things that I, you know, want for, for you, uh, want for us right now is to uh, grow as as parents, grow in our relationship, uh, and grow with the Lord. And so, if I, you know, come home at the end of uh, you know a work day and she's you know upset because she hasn't gotten much done around the house or something, you know, I want her to know like that's that's okay. You know, that's that's the season that we're in, and that's just you know that, that that's going to weigh less on you know kind of the balance and what's going to be far heavier right now is uh time with our son time with each other time with the lord uh those are the big priorities for us at the moment and it, you know we know it won't always it won't always be uh exactly that uh, there will be things that have to pick up at times and um and and this is this comes from uh learning by by doing kind of what we've all said biting off too much and realizing okay we've got to spit some of it back out because uh we're gonna we're gonna suffocate on it mm-hmm. and we're choke on it yeah i mean even on that idea of like biting off too much i mean that seems uh, unfortunately i think like a very manly thing to do like we've been taught since we're little kids that you know that uh you know this idea of you know doing a lot this is where your worth is your work is where your worth mm-hmm. is like all of that sort of things and it was just reminded me of maybe the antithesis of that and we get like a brief glimpse of it in uh first timothy in chapter six where um you know paul to timothy is describing these false teachers you know and how they're you know just uh they're these wicked men, um, you know, and then it, it goes in to, uh, you know, say that they um, have friction among people uh, mm-hmm. who are depraved in mind and depraved in truth, and they imagine that godliness is a means of gain, but then Paul exhorts Timothy, but godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world, but if we have food and clothing with these, uh, with these we will be content, but with those who desire to be rich, they fall into temptation, into the snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. And I just think that maybe what's really behind our desire to be busy is a discontentment with the things that God has given us. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm reminded of a guy that had a, a tremendous impact on my own life, a guy named Joe Fuentes, who was around at uh, the beginning of our church plant and uh, is uh, now living with his uh, wife and kiddos uh, near family in Colorado. But, um, you know, I was always uh, kind of in awe, both awe, but also irritated with uh, Joe because he was so content. He had worked hard in college and he got, you know, a a really good job at, you know, uh, GSA, uh, which is a governmental, you know, uh, paragovernmental, I guess, institution and everything. And he just had had a good job. And, uh, you know, he wasn't trying to climb the ladder or do anything crazy there. He went to his nine to five and he was faithful. He was a good employee. He came home and he wasn't searching for things to do on the Internet, a game to watch or anything. He was on the ground with 
with his kids. He was, you know, coming in and, you know, loving his wife and he was just content with those things. And I think that the reason why it was maybe irritating to me is because like, that's not my nature. My nature mm -hmm. is to be discontent and to, you know, uh, maybe fall into the, you know, the folly that's, you know, mentioned about, you know, I mean, it mentioned specifically being rich, but I think that that can be more broadly kind of just, you know, what are those things that you're really seeking after? But then Paul tells Timothy that it's actually ruin and destruction is the end of those things. And so, um, you know, for, for me, you know, personally, contentment is a hard thing. I think it's hard yeah. for, uh, hard for most, uh, for most guys, uh, you know, to kind of, uh, seek a good balance in between, you know, work and the rest of life, because it just seems like work is what's going to lead to, uh, you know, this maybe false hope, false happiness, whereas like maybe just doing the things that God's called us to and living, you know, right. simply and taking things that God does, you know, kind of give us, you know, and, and being content with those things rather than, you know, reaching uh, for more. Yeah. I think it's important to define also um, what, where are we going and what does success look like? Mm -hmm. I think that's something Whitley and I have had a hard time with of knowing kind of what's, what's our goal? What are, what are we trying to achieve? And, and for, I think for many years of our marriage, it's been kind of just nebulous. We, we don't really know. And, and so we had no idea then to, uh, no way to, to measure then what success looked like at, at achieving it because <laughs> we didn't have it. Um, so that, that's, that's been a conversation uh, that we've, that we've been having even now. Uh, to know exactly, yeah, where where are we headed, and 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 you know, kind of like I said, right now, uh, the definition of success is: are we pursuing Christ together, and are we loving and taking care of our son, and are we caring for for our community, and that's that's about it, <laughs> you know. And that sounds very successful. Yeah, yeah, I think a true definition of success. Whereas my 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 sinful. Uh, inclination would be to say, no, no, success looks like uh, having this kind of job, having this kind of home, having, mm -hmm. you know, this kind of income. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's been what's kind of been uh, displayed or kind of uh, put on me from various uh, influences. And so the thing that I've kind of been trying to aspire to and kind of left perhaps nebulous on purpose, because I'm kind of waiting to find uh, the thing to say, oh, there it is. Now I'm going to go grab it. Mm -hmm. uh, when the truth is God extends it to us all the while. And, and if we are uh, pursuing the things that he wants us to be pursuing, we're going to find that we're actually uh, much happier and the balance will not be so much uh, so hard to achieve. I even think in that, I mean, you know, it seems like uh, on the one sense, maybe you leave things nebulous because you're wanting something other than, but in those better moments when you and Whitley are, you know, saying, actually, this is what success looks like. It looks like being faithful. It's mm -hmm. almost like uh, this reorientation towards, you know, um, this gospel truth that, you know, we're commanded that whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, whatever yeah. we're involving ourselves in, we're to do that to the glory of God. And so, you know, a better definition for success and one that I think that, you know, uh, you guys, I think are right, rightly discovering is like, what are those things that God's put in our lives? Are we going to, you know, devote ourselves to those things, not for those things to be an end in and of themselves, but for there to be, you know, more glory. What I'd love to hear from you guys is like, you know, are there any rhythms that y'all 
install in your marriages, home lives, uh, you know, with kids, whether you know present or past, uh, that you've seen that you've seen fruit from. We have we have some things. Um, okay, so we have we have four kids, um, eight and under, um, and and so like you know every um, two or three years we get a babysitter and go on a date, um, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's give or take we're pretty close to that. Um, but uh, one of the things that Shannon and I and I don't know if we if we I don't know if we did this with as much intentionality as we would have hoped, but we. Um, but uh, we try because we're poor. Uh, we, I mean, I know that. I know that from like global standpoint, we're really rich. But from American standpoint, kind of poor. And so uh, we stopped, you know, trying to have like really great vacations. But we would try. We would do a little like staycation in the area, you know, uh, you know, every year or so. And um, and one of the things that we've tried to do when we get away is we do we kind of take time to look at life and say, okay, like do essentially like some vision planning, you know, of, um, what is, what, what are, what are we enjoying about how things are going right now? And what do we hate? You know, what is it that's really eating away at us? Um, are there even things, I mean, we, we've been as, um, specific with each other as like, what little things do we do that get on each other's nerves? Um, all the way to, you know, kind of big picture parenting with our kids, you know. And, and so we, we at least have that discussion. And uh, we're really great at being terrible at following through with it always, you know. But but um, we'll write it down in a notebook and then like three months later we'll find that again and then realize, oh, okay, and it kind of reorients us. Um, and, I mean, those things have been, have been really helpful. Um, other things that have been great for us, uh, and this will, this will just make me sound so great we gave up our smartphones a couple of years ago we, we we'd love to point that out to people and make them feel lesser than us um <laughs> I feel and, interior yeah you know while i have my students on a nearly daily basis uh they see my phone a uh, uh, terrible little go phone and they're like don't worry mr smith one day you can afford an iphone uh, and, uh but uh it's actually a good talking point because shannon and i came to a realization one day when our kids were pretty little um, that they're playing in the floor and she has her phone in front of her and she's, you know, on Facebook. I had my phone in front of her and I'm probably playing like Candy Crush or something. And we're like, oh, look, our children are growing up right here in front of us. Mm -hmm. And so it was a conviction uh, for us. It ended up being something where I actually had stuck my foot in my mouth. Uh, I woke up one morning and I was upset that I had first thing I did was reach for my phone before I even got out of bed. Mm -hmm. And so and I went to Shannon and you can't do this with Shannon. You can't tell her anything with conviction and then expect to step away from it. Um, I went and told her, that's it. We're selling them. We're getting rid of them. And she's like, uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. We are. Done. And yeah, it was like done. It was like disappeared yeah. out of my hand immediately. And, uh, um, and so we did that. I mean, that's been terrible. Uh, it, I mean, it, the first six months it was terrible. Uh, but that's something at least when we're talking about balance in life, that's at mm -hmm. least something when we're home, it helps us to be home because I am a person who I stare at a screen all day mm -hmm. at school. I will come home and continue to stare at a screen. Mm -hmm. um, and, then, and then the last thing I would say with things that we have put in is it is so important. Sometimes the circumstances you have in life throw the balance off. Mm -hmm. I do have, I have to be away right now more than I want to be for my kids. Um, but it is so important that I am didactic with my kids about that. If you go and ask them, what you know, why is why does Daddy work so much? 
he works to provide for our family to pay off our debt so he can be home more. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and that and that his like mm. if you ask my oldest son, he'll tell you that that's part of my role as a dad mm. is that you work hard and you provide for your family, and so we we try to to make sure that because even our kids relaying that back to us reminds us of that fact as well. You know, and so um, yeah, there, there's things that we try that we do that, that I think that are good rhythms. Um, uh, maybe not as um, frequent as we would like, but helpful nonetheless. Yeah, for uh, Sawyer and I, we have uh, we have a couple of things that I'm, I don't know that I really value. I'd pass on to other guys who are willing to listen. Like you know, for me, I've discovered that I'm really not disciplined. You know, to be very intentional. And so, what I try to do in those moments of clarity is just set expectations where this is something that I'm going to do, so that it just becomes a part of a rhythm. You know, for me, because otherwise, you know, I'll neglect to do them. So one of the things that I decided before we started you know school and Jackson went into kindergarten is uh, all right I'm gonna do the school run in the mornings every morning you know at that time I had most three three days a week I'd have mornings that would start at you know um, 6 30 7 o'clock with meetings and everything and so I just made the decision I'm gonna do away with you know those or meet earlier and I do that uh, so that I can be home uh, you know get him at uh, 7 45 we drive every morning to school together. We pray every morning, you know, mm-hmm. uh, when we get there, I don't just drop them off in the line. We walk to the door and that's a, that's a rhythm that, you know, I just decided that we were going to do and I'll do it until he makes me stop doing that. And, uh, it's the best part of my day. It really is. Um, you know, with, uh, but even before that, but still, I I really tried to, I recognize that, you know, I mean, during the business days, you know, obviously it's really hard to try to connect with kids. Sometimes technology, you know, even smartphones can help you connect and see pictures and videos and, you know, voice uh, or video calls and stuff like that. But it's just not the same as uh, we, we've tried to, and we get better and worse at it in different seasons, but we'll try to do lunch, you know, as, uh, um, you know, with, uh, with Sawyer and I and our two that aren't in school yet, we'll try to do lunch, you know, on average once a week, you know, at mm-hmm. least every once every two weeks. Um, and so even, you know, Monday of this week, you know, I met Sawyer at Central Market. I had lunch with the kids so that she could shop. And that's just a rhythm for us. I, you know, kind of section off lunches so that I can, you know, do things like that. Another thing, and this is the last thing that I'll mention, and then I'll throw it to Dennis because he has more years of experience than any of us uh, and maybe can give us uh, some some other wisdom on good rhythms and everything and then we'll wrap up our times one of the things that Sawyer and I you know uh, started doing um, probably about a year ago or so is we found a babysitter that um, we just said hey listen we want to we want to plan a month in advance We'll pay you, we'll prepay you for an entire month, but we want to have, you know, this date night and, you know, you come over at these times to, you know, keep the kids so that Sawyer can do this or so that we can do this together. And, uh, you know, it, um, 
what it allowed us to do is, you know, um, pay a little bit less, I think, you know, per hour than if it was just last minute, we're trying to grab a babysitter and have, you know, them come in because we're paying all up front. And so it helped out with some of the things that we all would have otherwise, you know, paid for. But then we've got the, we're, we're disciplined to have date nights. We're disciplined to be able to make it to that, you know, Halloween party that our, you know, neighbors are throwing. And then we're connecting, you know, on not just a her, Sawyer and I scale, but like on a social scale, which I feel is really important as well, or it is for, you know, our relationship. And so we started, we started actually planning those times, you know, pretty far in advance. We've just seen really, um, you know, positive things come out of that and just balancing work and life and doing that. Well, I'm just going to say that if, um, you know, one of the things I found, um, uh, we had three kids um, at young ages, and, and as they were getting older, um, I found myself not really helping out a whole lot and doing things in the morning. I was really more worried about what I was going to do at work that day. And uh, it was a stressful morning for Becky, trying to get her, our kids ready for school and feeding them and dressing them and, and all those things. And so um, a simple solution, um, I started making lunches. And then I could make a lunch much quicker than Becky could um, because she's more of a perfectionist than I am. And I can get a lot of things done, not well, but I can get a lot of things done. And so I'd get <laughs> lunches made and we'd be out the door and it would take a lot of stress off of her. And simple things. Um, that's just one thing. But and 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 later in life, um, I won't guarantee this doesn't work all the time. But I was when I was a pastor at a large church here in Fort Worth. Um, a guy came in and he had had three or four kids, and he was worried about not having sex with his wife for the last three months or something like that. And he was working from home, and he was um, a financial guy, and he would get up at six in the morning and he would read all the things coming in and what's going to affect the market and all the stuff. And he would do all these things till about nine or 10 o'clock. And then they go into his office, um, in, in downtown. Um, but he just couldn't understand what was going on. And I said, well, have you ever tried making lunches? And, and he's like, what do you mean? Cause he realized that was a very stressful time for his wife. And I told him that, and I said, just get out there and forget about the, the market and all the stuff for a while and go make, go make lunches for your wife. And, and he said, uh, after doing that for about two weeks, and he said, why, she's like, why are you doing this? And he said, I just, I, I feel like this is a stressful time for you, just trying to help you out. And so when the kids, one day when the kids went off at school, you know, and they were alone, how about that? They had time to have sex because she felt honored and, and uh, relieved. Is it too late to put some... a trigger warning on, on this? Well, I, I, <laughs> it was just, I'm not going to guarantee you if you make lunches for your kids, you, you, that's going to happen. But it's just one of those things. That, it worked for me. Not that, you know, I always took my kids to school. I didn't have that opportunity. But um, it was uh, just one of those things that just seemed to work and, and yeah. something silly. But uh, just taking the opportunities to... Um, help that out, help your wife out and help, you know, and help, don't wait for your wife to ask you to do things, but try to mm. anticipate, help them out in any way you can. Mm. Um, the other things we just tried to get rid of a lot of the distractions. Um, you know, our kids always said, you know, we never know what the TV shows that they're watching. And not that we kept our kids from TV, but we just, we didn't have time. We, we raised animals. We did things out in the farm and you know, it was one of those things. We did things together as a family, and we didn't really have. We tried to keep the distractions away from family time, and that was uh, that was huge for our family at the time. I think, and I think everybody enjoyed that. And uh, if you look back on it, we had a we had a fun time raising animals and 
go showing animals and things like that. It was a, a really good time for our kids. So um, doing things that are important as family, you know, getting all the distractions out of there. Well, thank you guys for sharing your um, just uh, wisdom and everything. I know that I've uh, really benefited from it, even just during this short time. And uh, thank you for tuning in to Men of the City podcast.